This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Welcome back to part two about Lewis and Zaley Martin. This is part of the story that I think focuses on Zaley more. And we will learn so much from her. So Zaley didn't have so much trouble in the beginning with her first children, but she came to a point where she was no longer able to nurse her babies. She had had an injury and later would die of breast cancer, you know, when she was 45, I believe. She would end up dying of breast cancer, but the fact of the matter is that she was in those birthing years and not able to nurse her own children. And so she and Lewis would have to find a wet nurse. And their favorite wet nurse was a gal named Little Rose. And But as the years went by, Little Rose raised her own family too, and she lived about five miles away, and she couldn't come and stay with them. They would have liked to have someone who could come stay with them. And Little Rose wasn't always lactating or available at the same time, so they'd have to get somebody else. And that was a heart-wrenching decision for the couple because they would like someone to be in their home, but often the good person to nurse a child couldn't come stay in the home because if they had more than one child, they needed to be with their own family taking care of them. And so it was just a tough deal to find one and and figure out who and, and make arrangements and everything like that. But what it meant sometimes was that the child was in someone else's care and Zaley would go very often, as often as she could to see her baby, like every day if it was close, but if it was far away, she couldn't. So... You may not know this, but there was another Therese. Her name was Melanie Therese. And when Melanie was born, Zaley really wanted to nurse her. She wanted to give it a try, and she gave it a try with every child. And I have a quote from her again, because remember I said Zaley did a lot of writing. And so we've got this quote to her sister-in-law, and it's about the inability to nurse, her frustration with it. What troubles me is to think of having to put my baby with a wet nurse again. It's so difficult to find good people. I would also like to have the wet nurse live at our house, but that's impossible. In the end, I think God will help me. He knows well that it's not laziness that keeps me from nursing my children because I'm not afraid of the effort. So that's, you know, that's how she felt about it. And she had to decide, well, I'll just, you know, God's going to have to help me out with this. So anyway, 
Melanie Therese was put with a with a wet nurse. And what happened was in the middle of the night, one night, and the wet nurse wasn't real close by. It was one of those situations. So in the middle of the night, the wet nurse came with the child to the Martin home. And Zaley could see that the child was wasting away. And she immediately snatched up the child and went out to go find another wet nurse in the middle of the night. She must have had an ongoing list because of, you know, all the different ways that she had to decide who to pick. And, you know, there had been interviews. So she just went right away. And we wonder, you know, this this wet nurse, she never says her name, but she let the child get really hungry and get wasted before she brought the child to her or to alert her that something was wrong. And so anyway, it's middle of the night and she's out getting to the next wet nurse that she can find. And this baby is really hungry and languishing. And so she gets finally to a wet nurse that's a ways. And when she gets there, the woman is not lactating anymore. She is deathly ill in bed and cannot feed the baby. And so as desperation would have it, two and a half hours later, Melanie Therese died of starvation in the arms of her mother. Couldn't feed her. What a horrific thing to go through. What a loss because, you know, starvation, it's a preventable thing. Now, these things happen even to saints. Really good people have really bad things happen to them. And it's just because we live in this fallen world. We live in a world that is broken by sin. And Jesus Christ is the only answer. It's the only way out of the mess that humanity is in. Just to digress a bit, Max Colby, well, I call him Max because he's my friend, Maximilian Colby, when he was at Auschwitz in the infirmary and the prisoners who were also in the infirmary would, under the cloak of darkness, they'd sneak over to his cot to talk with him and even crawl in there and put their head on his shoulder and be comforted. When they would have this anger at the injustice, this hatred for their persecutors, his advice to them was the only answer, the only thing that works. It doesn't make sense, but it's the only thing that works. And he would tell them, love is the only creative response. And I remember hearing that love is the only creative response. Why did he put the word creative in there? Because creative implies life giving. It's the only response that gives life in a dead situation where there's no hope. Anyway, back to the story. So Zaley, she struggled with hatred for this woman. Her family, they were concerned about it. They thought that they were alarmed at the avalanche of emotions that came out of Zaley over this child's death. And they thought it would be her undoing that she already had precarious health. You know, she wasn't the healthiest person, even though she worked really hard and, and tried not to show it. They worried for her that this could really be her undoing. And those are the decisions that we have to make when some horrible thing is done to us or to someone we love. Think of Maculay in Africa, the genocide. The only response that works is love. 
And Zaylee had to make a decision to let this hatred eat her up and ruin her health and destroy her family that she was there to take care of. And she chose to trust God and to be grateful that she had a child in heaven. You know, it's interesting because her sister-in-law later loses a child and she comforts her. Zaylee comforts her sister. And in her letter to her sister, she wrote this account of her own experience. And it goes like this. When I closed the eyes of my dear little children and when I buried them, I felt great pain, but it was always with resignation. I didn't regret the sorrows and the problems that I had endured for them. Several people have said to me, it would be much better never to have had them. I can't bear that kind of talk. I don't think the sorrows and problems could weigh against the eternal happiness of my children. So they weren't lost forever. Life is short and full of misery. We'll see them again in heaven. And that's the end of the quote. She's like, you know what? Even though it's painful, even though it's hard, it's better that they exist. They exist forever in heaven. So it's definitely worth the pain. Anyway, she didn't go into the land of what ifs. What if I had picked a different wet nurse? What if I had gone to see the child sooner? What, you know, there were reasons for all of it. What if every decision was made the best that they could and still there were these devastating results and we can do our very best and still have a bad result from it. And we have to learn not to live in the land of what ifs. People get caught there and they live in that past and they don't live in the present. One of the interesting things that I heard, it's a, it's a saying I just heard recently and it caught my attention and it's something that I think Zaley and Lewis, even though they really struggled, I think they got this down pretty good. And it's called, well, Francis de Sales is the one that said it, but I just recently heard it. The sacrament of the present moment. We have the present moment and we need to, to live in it and, and love in that present moment and not worry about the past. What if I had done this? What if I had done that? For even little things, they can catch you too. What if I had married this person? What if I had gone to that school instead? What if, what if, what if? What if this hadn't been done to me? What if I had been raised by different parents? What if I had known better? What if I had, what if? You know, we can live there and that just, it just doesn't, the land of regret has nothing for us. The present moment, responding with love. Like Maximilian Colby said, the creative, the only response, love is the only response. It's the creative response. It will bring life. And this has to do with anything. And it has to do with our sins too. Zaylee was not sinful in her choices at all. But looking back, she would have made different ones. But sometimes we just make sinful choices or even evil choices. We still can't change what we did. 
but we can respond with love and know that Jesus Christ is the divine recreator, the new Adam. He makes everything new and we need to, you know, go to him in the sacrament of penance. It's a healing sacrament. Be healed, be reconciled. You know, it's interesting when we come down pretty hard on ourselves and accuse ourselves and maybe we've done some pretty bad things to, to accuse ourselves of. But Satan is the one who accuses us. He's the accuser. Jesus does not accuse. He invites. He heals. He's not an accuser to imprison us. So if we are accusing ourselves, then we know that that voice is from Satan. And because he's a pure spirit, he can speak his temptations right into our mind. He's not omniscient. He cannot read our minds, but he's a student of you know, human nature and in a kind of a twisted, fractured way, he knows you better than, you know, yourself. He's, you know, the the evil spirits have observed you and they know how to bait you. So if anything makes you turn inward and away from God, if anything accuses you and makes you feel like there's no hope, then that's his voice. Don't listen. Go to Jesus because Jesus is the way. St. Maximilian Colby said the only creative response is love. And where do you find it? You find love in God. God is love. So anyway, Zaylee will end up, you know, she'll end up dying of cancer. And Lewis will end up raising his family. Interesting thing, though. A lot of people were judgmental of this couple and thought that they should discontinue having children. That under the circumstances, they shouldn't have any. Look, they've lost four out of eight. No more children. Zaley's 41 years old and she gets pregnant with Therese of Lisieux, the the saint. And just think, you know, she said in a letter to her sister-in-law again, I'm old enough to be a grandmother, (laughs) but I'm so looking forward to this child. And this is how we we got St. Therese. So there's something beautiful and life-giving about that abandonment to the God of love, our God who is love. Anyway, It's been such a privilege to share these stories with you of this amazing couple. And let's pray now. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.